This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to today's episode where we're going to discuss weight classes in sparring and boxing. Okay, even though we're going to talk about weight classes, our goal is really to discuss another page from Master Urban's book, The Karate Dojo, right? Yes, that's correct. And that page that we're going to focus on describes the excellent qualities in lightweight, middleweight, and heavyweight fighters. And we're all looking forward to this episode. I am. I am. We should probably check in and tell them who we actually are. I'm Sensei Michelle. (laughs) That's a good idea. I'm Jackie. And I'm Landon. And today our guest is Sensei Randy. Hi, I'm Sensei Randy. Now, Landon was thinking you were not on the show since you've been a sensei, but you've been on in 2021 for sure. We've had you on a couple of times. I think so. I can't remember what, quite what episode it was, though, but I remember it. It was when we were still stuck on digitally. My, yeah, because now today we're all in the same room. We're all back. Hey. We're all vaccinated. Randy is finally with us. Oh. But he's been on a few times. Plenty oh. of times. Yes. Uh, I know that I do describe who you are in the self-control episode because I was just listening to it. Because we're going to use it as a rerun. Oh, oh good idea. Sensei. I think it's very, very soon, if not next week, the week after that. Us, the 31st. Yeah. Everyone's excited. Okay, let's get back to it. Okay. I was thinking when I looked that we've done about five or six episodes on Master Urban's book, The Karate Dojo. And there's so much in there that we have not even touched on. Amazing, right? It is cool. I totally just, I cannot get enough of this book. Well, do you think that people should buy and read the book? Of course. Yes, I think it's a great idea. And we're not trying to make money for any one seller. If I was, I would recommend thrift books because I've used them. They're an online seller, very good prices, small business. You know, I'm all about the small business. Shout out to thrift books. But you can download it as an ebook. Yes, you can. Yes. And if you do that, you know where you go to do it. (laughs) Okay. I'd say I hate to interrupt you, Jackie, but we all know that's inaccurate. (laughs) Ah. So I'll go with this. Before we get going, can I take a second to mention something that is truly off topic? Oh, good idea. What is it? Did you guys know that the CW did start the new Kung Fu series? I watched a few episodes. Didn't we mention that in our Kung Fu episode? We mentioned it, but I hadn't seen any of the episodes by then. Ah. I didn't even know they made a show since I... Or a new one. I know the old one. So the fight scenes in it are very good. It's basically set up the same way. Someone kills off the teacher of the star. In this case, the star is a young woman. I I probably won't be a full-time watcher of the series because I just don't have the spare time or, frankly, the spare brain space. But I do recommend it. Like I said, it's on the CW. I think I might. Thank you for saying it. And while I'm off subject, the CW also rebooted Walker. Now, they're not calling it Walker, Texas Ranger. They're just calling it Walker. How do you reboot Chuck Norris? I do wonder... The thing is, it's not set up at all the same way. I watched three episodes, and I never saw the guy do any karate. Mm. He did some fighting, but no karate. Hmm. And according to the review that I read of it, after I'd watched my three episodes, I thought I'd get some other viewpoints. It's more of a drama than it is an action. It's more about his story. Oh, I see. And his family life, and so on and so forth. Yes. Weird. But the Hmm. guy who's playing Walker doing a great job. Still, of course, set in Texas. Duh, it's a Texas Ranger. Again, I I would recommend the show if somebody had spare time. You know, you can pick all this stuff up on the CW app. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's where I watched most of it. 
Okay, now I'm definitely done with TV trivia for this week. <laughs> and that was TV trivia with Sensei Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm the TV trivia person. This is awesome. That is bizarre, actually. <laughs> so let's get this episode going, shall we? We're going to start with a little history from a site called supersport.com. May I start? Mother, may I? Yes, you may. (laughs) Please do. According to the site, the first weight class was announced in 1746 in England, and it was a lightweight division. True, but there was a guy before that, James Figg, a bare-knuckle fighter who declared himself heavyweight world champion in 1718. He was big for the time, about 185 pounds, but these days he wouldn't even be considered a heavyweight. All that is interesting. And the article went on to say that back then, you were considered a lightweight if you weighed around 150 to 160 pounds. And although there was no official middleweight class, there were a few mentions of fighters who were middleweight. Cool. I'm ready to move on. Supersport.com thought this stuff was, and I quote here, fascinating. I'm not sure I'd go that far, but I've got one to add from myself here. Did you guys know That for a long time, people actually dismissed lightweight fighters? No, really. But you know, Mm. Sensei, back in the day when there were Friday night fights on TV, the the biggest ratings were only for the heavyweights, maybe for a a middleweight. But I can remember my father saying, you know, we don't see any flyweights or bantamweights or anything like that. And I remember when I used to watch wrestling as a kid, they only cared about the heavyweight division or the super heavyweight division or the featherweight and all that. That was filler that was the the filler (laughs) stuff so maybe is it a little bit like bare knuckle in the modern day remember when we mentioned them a few episodes back let's ask the listeners to weigh in oh what i did there on bare knuckle fighting he went there he went there so you guys can contact us all over the web at wildcat dojo on twitter youtube facebook and if you add dot com you'll get our webpage. And we are now on Instagram, so you can contact us there at Wildcat Dojo Conversations. And finally, you can email us at dojoconversations at AOL.com. And the reason to do Instagram is because you get to see pictures of the guests. Us. And, and that's fun. Message I, us there. I like to look up the pictures of the people in the podcast I listen to. Don't you guys? Us. Oh, I surely do. Sometimes I get surprised. And Sensei Randy will be there. We hope to get a picture today. <laughs> All right, where are we, Sensei Jackie? I'm going to pick it up in 1880, when England and the United States adopted a set of rules called the Queensberry Rules, and steps were taken to standardize weight divisions. Okay, I have heard of the Queensberry Rules. I actually heard of it one time in an episode of the original Magnum P.I. He knew the Marquis of Queensbury. I don't know if he did, but the guy in the episode mentioned it and it stuck in my head. But I've never actually read them. Did any of you look them up? I've never I even heard not. of them before. I didn't look them up, but I've heard of them. So if any of us look them up, we're going to fill you in next episode or two what we found. Us. We'll do it just like I, I finally watched the Kung Fu show and I told him about it. Exactly. Us. For regular listeners, I hope you appreciate that. Let us know if you do appreciate that. Us and say. Where are we? Who's up? I'll take it, Sensei. What happened next is pretty undefined. Things were constantly shifting, kind of like what always happens when something's beginning. But by 1910, some of the agreements have been made, only to start shifting around again. (laughs) And that's kind of common too, isn't it, guys? (laughs) Also, there's some more info on a site called ProBoxingFans.com. 
Cool. What you got? They didn't say the year or even the decade, but after the original light and heavyweight divisions of the Queensbury rules were established, the original two divisions became eight divisions. Wow. If you take it to more modern times, the original eight became 14, and the 14 became what is now the modern standard of 17. Us, I read that. And the eight divisions are sometimes known as the traditional eight. I'll read the list. Heavyweight was more than 200 pounds. Light heavyweight, 168 to 175. Middleweight, 154 to 160. Welterweight, 140 to 147. Lightweight, 130 to 135. Featherweight, 122 to 126. Bantamweight, 115 to 118. And finally, flyweight, 108 to 112. That's cool, flyweight. First off, I'm going to give her a, a holla. holla. That's some good reading right there. Oh. But did you guys notice that the numbers don't actually meet up? There's gaps? They don't. Us. True. That, that's annoying. Yes. It's more annoying to figure out what weight class you fit into. Or if you don't, like <laughs> you don't weigh under 175, but you don't weigh over 200. So what are you? I'm a fly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to push it here because I don't know how to sort out the eight traditional classes. But when I searched the 17 classes, the weights went, quote unquote, up to a number. Ah, so I'm guessing that solved that in-between weight problem, don't you think? Yes, or maybe if they didn't have that, they would maybe use the median of in-between. No, I don't think so because I've fought in weight class before. You have to be within a certain weight. Oh, yeah. I think that what happened is that they would get close to the fight and they would try to put on or take off pounds so they could fit into a division back in the eight days. But again, if you're out there and you know... When? Wait, I did it again. (laughs) Okay, anyway, don't you have an example of the weight class from the 17 divisions, Landon? Us. A flyweight is up to 112 pounds. Then the next one is bantam, and it's up to 115. So logic tells me that bantam weights weigh 113 pounds, 114 pounds, and 115 pounds. What do y'all think? I see it now, don't you guys? Us. I do, but I'm going to guess that now, with the 17 weight classes plus that they have, that they're extremely strict on what goes into each weight class. In other words, you can't be overweight. And That's still it. fight. Right. Oh, I'm sure they were always pretty strict. Oh. All right. So that's what I got on history. Like, I wouldn't have called that fascinating, but in one sense of the word, I did learn a lot. I oh. learned a lot. And we've talked in our sparring episode about that sparring and boxing are very similar. And and I think this says the same thing. And when we get to the next part of the episode, we're going to go back and forth between boxers and sparrers. And personal experience. That's right. But before we get there, it's time to do Honor Athletics, Athletics, of course. course. (laughs) Cynthia from Honor Athletics has graciously stayed our sponsor through this whole pandemic mess. And thank you for that. We hope you give them a call at 770-945-5150. Or reach them at www.honorathletics.com. 
dot com. I can't believe she added the www. Well, you know, I was going to ask you, have you guys ever added the like HTTP? No, yes, I was like, colon slash. I just learned the other day that www stands for World Wide Web. Oh my, I didn't oh know my that. gosh. I, I didn't know that. know that. You did not know you that. You didn't know that? As techy oh, wow. as I am, I did not know that. <laughs> and he is very techy. He loves well, tech. You don't even really need to put www anymore. So. No, you can you just type it in now. Type in whatever. So type in Honor Athletics. And when you're checking out, Use Wildcat Dojo as your code for your 10% off. And we appreciate you giving them some business. Yes. Okay, let's get started. I am positive that we are not going to get all these characteristics listed. No way. There's no way. I'm sure you're right, Sensei. So let's just get started and see where it goes. Yes. Halfway through the book, The Karate Dojo, Peter Urban has two charts. We did the guidelines for self-analysis almost a year or more ago. Yes. That was a great episode. Since Bernadette was here. Oh, I didn't know that. I think that was November of 2019. Stop with all that knowledge, you two. You're scaring me. (laughs) Sorry. And today we're going to do class A characteristics or very good qualities of a lightweight, a middleweight, and a heavyweight fighter. And I'm going to say there's about 15 different characteristics here for each fighter. And they are somewhat comparable with one another. For example, he says that a lightweight likes to hit and run. A middleweight likes to dance and sharpshoot. And a heavyweight likes to grab and hit. And so you see those are comparable to to one another. And reflective of the body size and mobility of the fighter. Okay, but I'm just going to start here with that one on personal experience. 90% of the time, I'm a lightweight. Occasionally, I'm a middleweight because I fight somebody my own weight. And sometimes when I fight kids, I fight like a heavyweight just for the practice of it. Right, exactly. But when I fight the way I actually do my sparring, I grab even though I'm not a heavyweight. So I think that the characteristics can interchange. I think so, because I've fought a number of middleweight fighters, especially the men with the really long legs, who will hit and run, they'll move back so quickly. They could be a lightweight fighter. But that's also sharpshooting, which is the characteristic. That's true. Because by far and away, my my biggest characteristic is to hit and run, because I don't want to stay there and take the the recoil punch. (laughs) Exactly. Which one of those characteristics do you want to bring up, Randy, and read it all the way across? I think the one I want to go with is the one that's a little bit more obscure, where lightweights never skip Maki War, middleweights never skip Kata, and heavyweights never skip jogging, which sounds kind of mundane, but it's showing you how you always need to work on your weaknesses. I appreciate that, don't you guys? That is such a good point. But before we get into that one... We need to say, what is Makihora? Oh, us. Oh, good point. <laughs> I was say, I didn't realize we didn't cover that yet. So I, I don't think we've done Makihora in any episodes yet. So yes. Makihora and Tamashawara are the two words in Makihora, and I'm going to do it for the sound effect right now, is where you hit something that does not hit you back. I just hit Sensei Jackie's table. Another person would be much more traditionally descriptive and create the four-by-four post that has some give and take with the rope around it. But if you're hitting something and it isn't hitting you back, you're doing Makiwara. You're building your power line, which lightweights need, oh, right? Yes. That's going to be their biggest weakness. And kata, which is often known as the dance of karate, brings you into that focus line of the fight. And I'm guessing that's why he picked it for the middleweight. Middle well, and since I feel like middleweights are kind of split between the two a lot of times, because if you're a middleweight, you might be a lightweight sometimes and a heavyweight sometimes. So you're going to need that focus because a lot of times when you are in a sparring match, you're going to be splitting your T-line all the time, re-strategizing and not following a pattern. Whereas the kata will help you follow a pattern and get that thing you're weakest on. 
And of course, everybody knows that if a heavyweight wanted to skip something, it would be the long, slow distance of the jog. Wouldn't you agree with that, Landon? I don't I don't really have enough experience to comment on this. Well, you can't imagine being a heavyweight. So <laughs> try to think of someone you know who weighs in at about 200, 250 pounds and see them running three miles, long, slow distance. It's hard for them to do that. Think about it. It might be hard for Landon because I think he's around a lot of people who do a lot of cardio stuff. But Landon is huh. a runner. Us. And a biker. He's a rope. You are an aerobic fiend. Us. So you're, you're a perfect lightweight. Us. So it's hard for you to imagine is what you guys mean. Us. Hard for you to imagine that. Okay, Landon, do you have a set of characteristics you want to jump in here with? I do. Starting with lightweights, they will wear opponents down. Middleweights will suddenly change pace. And heavyweights will study the opponent first. Okay, I like that one. I like that one. I just realized why the heavyweight can study the opponent first. Because even if they hit him, he can take the punch. Unless he's fighting another heavyweight. Unless he's fighting. Like if you're Ali, who was a heavyweight fighter, I'm sure of it, right? Oh, definitely. And he's with another heavyweight fighter. I'm just going to say George Foreman. Were they even the same years? Yes. Oh, shit. Foreman was a... Bam. He was a heavyweight. He was a boxer? Before he made the grill. (laughs) Before the grill. You have learned so much today, Landon. I have a friend named George Foreman, and we all call him at camp George Foreman. Didn't George Foreman name all his kids George? Yes. Yes, but we are too far off track, so can (laughs) we get back? We'll get back on track. If you want to know about George Foreman and his grill, please dial. Just Google (laughs) him, guys. Let's push on. I I wonder if he might mean here that there's this characteristic that Master Collegian used to have us do, where... He had us watch the bouts that were coming before ours because those are the people we're going to be fighting. Do they break down distance quickly? Do they always come in with the same technique? Mm. Are they right side forward fighters as opposed to left side forward fighters? You can take off the alignment with a different technique. And he would have us study that way in sparring Mm. matches instead of just sitting around talking to each other. I wonder if he means the studying before the match as well as during the match. I don't know. For any championship fight today, I'm sure that they watch videos and study their opponents. Oh, I'm sure of it. But I'm thinking of all time as well. That's true. Okay, where are we picking it up? I'd like to go to the lightweight fighter who fights viciously. The middleweight fighter fights relentlessly. And the heavyweight fighter fights ruthlessly. It's interesting to me that you picked that one because I specifically stayed away from that one because I think all fighters should have all three things. Mm. All weights of fighters should have viciousness, relentlessness, and some aspect of ruthlessness in order to get to the end of the fight. I think you're probably right about that, Sensei. Those characteristics do have to blend in any fighter. Anybody want to weigh in? Oh, didn't mean to say it. I said it and I didn't even mean it. I agree where, you know, I have always thought about where my weight class would sit and it's always kind of constantly changed. That's a great point. True. And and sometimes all of a sudden your energy is dissipates. It's gone. And then it comes back and you are like right on top of the fight. Oh. Now on that note, I'm going to push us to the very end of this by saying I found another set of characteristics that Peter Urban puts within the weight divisions that I think should go for all people at all times. And that is kind of their eating habits where he wrote lightweights should never skip meals, middleweights keep a balanced diet and heavyweights are aware of rest and nutrition. And I would like to say that I think that's good for all people at all ages. I know that sounds very motherly and I'm far from that person, 
And that is the advice that you would give any fighter at any time. You've got to be well rested. You've got to be well fed. It's a lot like a computer, garbage in, garbage out, right? True. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do they still say that saying with computers? I don't think so. I haven't heard it in a long time. Ah, so maybe they don't use it anymore. Liam, let us know on that one, please. Thanks, that's it, Liam. <laughs> well, we missed so many cool things. We missed develops a big key eye. Just find one random one that you really love, not all three across, and, and read it. We'll suddenly change pace. Excellent okay. one. Most interesting style. Oh, tell me which one that is. Middleweight. Okay. <laughs> what do you got, Randy? Perfects lunch punch. Oh, I love a lunch punch. Okay. I had a great time looking at these characteristics. Us, and we're all together, which is awesome. And I'm really glad we brought this page up because I do want to encourage people, especially people who spar in any way, whether they spar Mm -hmm. in a dojo or whether they spar in a boxing gym, to look up that book, The Karate Dojo, and check out that page. It's very, very informative. Maybe one more time, I'll say Peter Urban did an awesome job for writing this book at the age of 25. Hmm. That is just something that makes you think, right? He could not possibly have known that it would still be relevant so many years later. Agree. All right, guys. With that, it's time for us to get to the end. We want you to become a regular listener. We want you to subscribe. We want you to tell your friends, review us, all those things. We are so glad that you are there every week. True. So on that note, it is time to say goodbye. I'm sitting here trying to think, Randy, should we treat you like a regular and you start our goodbyes or should I thank you for being on the show or can I do both? Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. You're a regular. <laughs> Am I a regular? Mm-hmm. You're, you're on pretty often, so we appreciate that, don't we? We sure do. So start my goodbyes. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. And with that, I'm signing out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.